Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Hello, I am live today with Coach Dean Brown. And Coach Dean today is going to share a little bit about himself, and we're going to talk about how to save time in your business um, and a couple other tidbits that he has picked up along the way on his business journey. So Coach Dean, it's good to have you here. Why don't you just uh, introduce yourself first? Thank you so much, Haley, and it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me. And Dean Brown here, uh, as you can tell, I'm a coach. Uh, and as you can tell by my uh, label, I am the paradigm changer. Uh, I didn't get there until I was able to change my own paradigm. And this is something that uh, as we grow in business, as we grow in life, we can't help anybody do anything until we can do it for ourselves. Otherwise, you're an imposter and you are a faker. And uh, that is a part of the challenge in today's business world is a lot of people are out there posing like they can help you. And they just want your money. They don't want to help you. They just want to see if they can pad their pockets. And this is something that I'm working against. I, I don't like this, and I find it very uh, challenging sometimes, uh, but only when you let it be that way. And the reason that I mention it is because I said the key words, I let it be that way. We are in charge of four things, my friends. We're in charge of what we think. We're in charge of how we feel. We're in charge of what we say. We're in charge of what we do. Those things create our paradigm. You are where you are now because of those things that you've chosen to do in the past. If you want to change it, that means you want to change your paradigm. That means you need to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you speak, and what you do. I got there a long time ago because I tried to kill myself twice because I was doing it so wrong and I was living life based on what everybody else thought I should be or do. This is the key. We need to be in a place where we are doing it authentically for ourselves. We are passionate about it. We want it. We need it. We love it. It's what we want to do. It's how we feel empowered. It's how we feel like we are doing the right thing. And trust me, my friends, it makes a difference. So hopefully that kind of answers your question in a roundabout way, Haley. <laughs> I love it. Well, wow, what a journey you've had. And I think that um, it's very true that as coaches, we need to be showing up how we want, you know, to be and, and how we want in a way that is going to attract the right clients to yeah. us and allow us to serve. Um, so I think that one of the things 
we do as coaches that wastes our time and our energy is exactly what you said, trying to be what other people want us to be and trying to, you know, be perfect or trying to fit the mold. And really when our time could be better spent on, you know, how can I serve today and what, what can I do to, um, grow my business today and, and not like some of that mental chatter and mental drama about like, I'm not good enough or I should do it this way or whatever. So what are some common um, ways we can find our own groove or what are some ways we can find our own groove as coaches mm. um, to, you know, be different, but also still get clients, still market ourselves, that kind of thing. It's all about authenticity, Haley, and you know that we both know that. Any coach that's worth their salt knows that. The trick is, how do you be authentic? Well, the first step is understanding yourself. Being in that place where you can recognize these thoughts, these feelings that are allowing you to get away from your true self. You need to embrace your true self. Sometimes that's tough work. Sometimes that's a lot of work. Uh, but the thing is, it's so worth it. And, and it's what will eventually, and sometimes not right away because it's, you're only just beginning with it, but it will eventually and always bring you to your authentic self and make you stand out in the crowd, like where someone is going to be able to resonate with your energy, resonate with your vibration and say, you know what? That person is talking exactly like they were talking to me. And that is when you have become authentic because if we follow someone that really we resonate with, but we try to make ourselves exactly like them, you're falling into the trap. You can't be them. And they started out with the same journey that you are. Uh, if you are in a place where you're starting out, or even if you're in a place where you're successful, you're stuck in a plateau. You're stuck. You're just plain stuck. It's because you've come to this place where you're not trying to be yourself or you're not allowing yourself to be yourself anymore and you don't know it. So these are one of those things. The outside world can influence you. How you react to the outside world can influence you. But I used the key word there, react. So we don't want to be in a, a reactive position. We want to be in a responsive and creative position. So in, what, in other words, we need to think about how we feel. We need to think about what we're thinking. And we need to think about what we're saying about it so that when we take action, we're being our authentic self. It's not easy, but it's critical. So one of the first things I would suggest to anybody is look in the mirror and just say, you know what, am I trying to be someone else? Am I trying to fashion myself after that person? Or am I taking cues that resonate with me and building it up the way it resonates for me personally in my heart? And you, when you're looking in the mirror, you can't lie. Uh, you can choose to ignore, but honestly, when you're looking in your own eyes, down deep in your soul, you know the truth. Yeah. And one of the things that I always say to my clients is that famous Bruce Lee quote about like, take what's useful, discard what's not and make it your own. Pretty much is what it is. I'm probably misquoting that, but like <laughs> everything I teach, I want my clients to take what's useful, discard what's not and adapt it to their own personality and their own, you know, thing. Yeah. And one of the things I do want to point out though, because I see in this industry, a lot of people being like, yes, like, you know, you got to do what's true to you. You got to be authentic. You got to show up as yourself. But I also want to say sometimes people misuse that as a cop out to just not do anything. That's mm -hmm. So yeah. what I mean by that is, you know, 
what and and also turn it into something that it's not. So in other words, showing up authentically for me is wearing makeup. Like is sure. is you know it's just how I I get ready in the morning. Like all that stuff. Versus some people are like, no, you gotta like be raw and real and like I'm okay. Well, you know this is who I this is how I show up usually, right? So there's that. But then there's also like, well, just because you know it doesn't feel authentic to me to you know, share my message on a live. Like it just doesn't. And and it's like, okay, is that true? Sometimes it might be true for you. Like, you're just like, no, I am a writer at my core. I want to put all my energy into that. I know it's going to work, yada, yada. But then sometimes I think it's a cop out to be like, I never want to learn how to be present on video, or I just don't want to try that. I don't like it. So I'm not going to do it. So just because we don't like something, I don't think that means that it's not authentic to you. What What are your thoughts on that? That, that's an excellent question, Haley. And this is something that trips a lot of people up in their own business development. First of all, we need to be aware of what sells. We need to be aware of how we can align ourselves with what sells. So it's it's been clearly proven in the past very short while, as well as within the last couple of years is what I mean by the very short while, that video sells. Uh, if you consider yourself as a consumer, what do you prefer to consume when you're online? Do you stop at a text? Do you stop at a picture? Or do you stop at a video? Personally, I stop at videos. Everybody that I've ever polled or questioned, they stop at videos. Anybody that's ever connected with me has connected with me mostly because of watching a video. Now, is, it, is the video the, like, is there only one way to do a video? No. There's lots of ways to do it. You can do a short video. You can do a long video. You can do a, a, uh, an edited video. You can do a raw video. But live video, like, for example, a lot of people will pre-record a video and then post that. But what they're doing is they're covering up their authenticity. When you go live and you make a mistake, it's out there. But the thing is, now your authenticity is out there. If you get your, your tongue cut around your eye teeth and you're not sure what you're saying, that just lets the other person that's watching you know that they don't have to be perfect either. And this is the key to authenticity. Allow yourself to be you. And the best way to do that is on video. If There's been lots of times where I've been caught up in a, in a live video and someone who I've worked with in the past has gone come, like come on as a commenter and they brought up something that was very powerful for both of us. And it's made me cry. I don't hide that. I take my glasses off and I let people know I'm crying. Why? Because that's my raw emotion. That's how I'm feeling. That is my authenticity. If I get angry, which is very rare because I have control over how I think, how I feel, what I say and what I do. Getting angry is rare, but there are things that trigger me. Uh, being in a place or in a conversation where the individual is clearly lying or clearly being false. And when I call them on it, and I don't call them on it like harsh, but they refuse to listen, that they, they just more, and I can see excuses. My BS meter doesn't stop at 10. I, I, I can feel it. I can resonate with the vibration. I know when someone's being false to themselves because they're, it's obvious they're being false to me. So these are the things that people will notice when they're truly seeking help, truly looking for a product or a service they will be able to smell your fakeness, your falseness in a heartbeat. 
So this is why we want to be authentic. This is why we want to be real. This is why we want to be raw. If if I was not as handsome as I am, I would probably wear makeup too. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Well, I think intention really matters how you do. It's not just what you're doing. It is how you are doing it. And if you are doing something that you feel you're super forced or you go on video and your robot voice turns on and you're like, hello, everyone, I am practicing my script. <laughs> you know, right. and you're, reading, you're reading your script, obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't feel confident in yourself and what you offer. This is really what kills sales. Like yeah. if you aren't, it's easy to sell something that is, you feel is very sellable and awesome and going to help people. Right. Um, it's not so easy when you're like, well, I don't know if this is a very good product. This kind of seems overpriced and yada, yada. Right. So, um, I think you make a really good point that your intentionality behind things is very viewable and seeable. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is your permission to make mistakes. I've, gone on video so many times and made mistakes or forgot what I was saying mid-sentence or got distracted or whatever. And I actually have had people say to me, you've actually given me the confidence to go on video and stuff because you mess up so often. <laughs> and I'm like, and so you can't, if you, if you do that and you're, you seem fine, <laughs> I think I can do that too. So right? I, I like to serve as that imperfect example for exactly. people. Um, and same thing with like my emails. I've had typos. I've had uh, a mistake email go out. You know, I mean, you just have to let yourself um, give yourself permission on this business journey to make some mistakes. And yep. it's going to happen sometimes. That doesn't mean be careless. That doesn't mean don't, <laughs> and don't care. But it means at least uh, understand that it's part of the process. It doesn't yep. make you a bad person, yep. you know, et cetera. And I used to have a quivering voice when I would go on video. So I get super red. Uh, and my voice would shake and I would see like someone from high school on video and I get really nervous. And then I'd like to turn off the video halfway and delete it and run away. Wow. <laughs> I had to go yeah. through that to get my yeah. stripes. You know what I yeah. mean? So um, you brought up some good points there. Now, what are some things you see coaches wasting time on in their business? Oh my goodness. Not asking for help. <laughs> You don't know everything. You can't know everything. You need to learn when you need to ask for help. What is it you can't do or you don't want to do or hate doing, but need to have get done? Ask for help. You don't have to build a team. You know, you may not be in a place where you can afford a team right away, but I'm sure you would have. I'm, I'm a perfect example. I have coaches reach out to me that say, look, Dean, I don't have the budget for this. Can you help me? I don't hesitate. I'll help. Why? Because I was there once too. I get it. The thing that I honor is their awareness and their own challenge, their own journey, that they need help. You need to be willing to ask for help. Now, if you're in a place where you're building, you maybe your 50K, 100K a month, whatever the case may be, and you're just wiped out because you don't have any more time, delegate, right? Build some processes, get in some automation, integrate your systems, get into a place where you're Freeing up some time. We're not in this to wear ourselves down. We're in this to have some abundance. And I do want to include a time abundance. And I mean time for yourself, time for your family, time for enjoying what you're doing. Think about why you're doing this. Are you doing this for 
to to wear yourself out well then hang in there and work your 16 hour days and kudos to you if that's what you want but if you are kind of like me where you're thinking that you know what i only want to work three days a week and i want to have lots of fun on those other days a week and be able to afford to do it then it's, you're, you're going to need to understand that if you're doing something more than three times it needs to be uh, turned into a process a template something if you're doing using that template on a consistent basis then you can teach someone else to do that if you're in a place where that someone else can be given a uh, change by automation then don't take you're not taking the job away what you're doing is you're freeing them up to do something else and let that you know let the automation kick in let it be in that place where you like you said you have you've had all emails go out that were incorrect well there we go we need to review our automation processes and stuff like that but the catch is if you're struggling with time and everybody has 24 hours a day it's what you do with that 24 hours a day give yourself the opportunity to realize where you need to ask for help and then get the help you need i love it yeah i mean and i think a lot of times we don't you know coaches are like oh i don't want to slow down to to set up this process right now i got to keep moving but the truth is if you can document yourself doing something once you're going to save so much time on the back end by giving that to somebody else and i think the other thing is yes it's a you know slowing down to speed up is a big message and one thing I did last year, I spent more money in my business than any other year before to get teams, to get help, um, et cetera. And I had the most definitely work-life balance year I've ever had in my life. Right. Um, and yeah, initially it feels uncomfortable because you're like, ooh, like I've never spent this much, you know? But at the same time, time is something you can never get back. Money is something you can make back. And now, so, if I can make a quick point as you say yeah. that, when you're doing this, when you're delegating, when you're teaching a team to do things, one of the time-consuming things is when they don't catch on what you're asking them to do. So, of course, a Loom tutorial video with, while you're demonstrating the process with a document or a software or something like that, and then give them an opportunity to make mistakes and ask you questions. Do I do this? Do I change that? But also be in a place where you can you give yourself time and themselves time. To, to work with that. I just wanted to totally. throw it. Yeah. And remember that you even your processes, you want to get them to a place where a seven-year-old could come right. in, read yep. the directions, watch the video, and know how to do it. Yep. So don't ever think anything's too obvious. Just because you know <laughs> something, you really have to check your processes and be like, if a child was doing this, could they do it? And not to say that your team is a child, but <laughs> it is important to have those things. Simple. Kept you know, written out so that things don't get missed. And the other thing is um, people cannot read your mind. No. I would really love it if they did. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, most yeah. of the time I wish they not did. Not the double-edged sword, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During my morning journaling sessions, maybe not. But <laughs> in the work zone, I, yeah. I want them to yeah. read my mind. Fair enough. Um, but they can't. So definitely something to... Um, not not get mad about like not be like a control yeah. thing like oh well why didn't they know this is their fault always take responsibility that mm. you didn't explain it clear enough that's right and that's you know it's a learning process i've yeah. had to realize like wow i didn't i clearly didn't explain this properly that's right um, yeah so okay uh, are there anything else you see them wasting a lot of time on 
or energy on? Yeah, I, I see them wasting a lot of time on perfection. Perfection is not getting anything done. You can spend 10 years on getting something perfected. But the thing is, that's that authenticity thing. You're trying to pretend that you're more than what you really are. You're never going to get it perfect. You're going to put it out there. You're going to realize, oh, wow. I, if you're A-B testing, you're going to say, well, wait a second. I, I thought this one would do better when that one's doing better. You don't know. Let the market tell you. And a lot of people waste their time on perfection, putting it out there after so much time has gone by. The market has changed two or three times in the meantime, and you were wrong all three times because you didn't give the market a chance to instruct you. Let the market be your guide rather than thinking that you have the answers before you even put your stuff out there. Yeah. Great point. Yep. And um, what would you say is something that coaches should be doing more of in their business, spending more time on? Uh, Self-development. I find a lot of coaches hold back on that. They think that their clients, their prospects are, um, you know, you, you, you need what I have. But guess what, buddy? You're not perfect either. You need to find a way to improve the things that you don't get right. And if you notice something happening on a regular basis, then clearly you're slipping on the self-development aspect of your, your career. We need to stay on top of technology. We need to stay on top of the market. We need to stay on top of our own mindset. We, we realize that, or should realize, that as we grow, new things are going to happen for us or become who we are that need more growth. You know, when you grow, it's like, it's like a caterpillar being in the chrysalis. It's in there transforming. You got to be ready to become that butterfly. You got to be ready to shed that that shell. You got to be ready to become that next level. And you got to be willing to seek it to get there. Yeah. And part of the reason why I have a business is because it's the best personal development yeah. program I've ever signed up for. Right. <laughs> it has forced me to do things outside of my comfort zone. It yeah. you know, has caused me to learn challenges I have within myself. Like, oh, wow, I need to work on my need for control or I need to work on these things. And so I would have never been exposed to those okay. weaknesses or things, stories I have in my head or limiting beliefs if I didn't have a business. That's right. And one of the things I like to say is the more I manage my mind, the more everything aligns. So in other words, if you take care of what the thoughts going on in here, like you say, Dean, and you are coming from a intentional, decisive place and coming from feelings of empowerment, confidence, motivated, et cetera, in your business, the action part is so much easier and feels so much lighter than if you're coming in with, this is going to be so heavy. I'm dreading every second. I have a big chaotic thought process going on in my head right now, <laughs> et cetera. So, um, so that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. what would you say, um, if somebody is struggling with perfectionism, um, what would you say is something they can do to kind of help themselves through that? Well, it's a lot of the time it's based on fear because the reason that you're being a perfectionist is because you're afraid that it isn't good enough. That my dear friend, whoever's listening now or later, you're lying to yourself. You don't know that, that you're burying your authenticity out of fear. You're avoiding being your true self because you're telling yourself it's not good enough, but you don't know that fear is false evidence appearing real right? Face it. And guess what? When you come through the other side, the only thing that's going to be there is you. 
The fear is going to be gone. The truth is going to be there with you, mind you. But the truth is going to be perfectionism wasn't the answer. Because how many clients are you going to enroll when you're trying to be perfect? Zero. How many clients are you going to enroll when you're just putting it out there and, let, and, and they say, wait a second, that makes me want to ask a question. And they ask you, they engage with you to ask that question. Now we're working on the know, like, and trust factor. Wait a second. There's a relationship going on. There's a conversation going on. There's authentic give and take going on. What are the odds that that person is going to become your client? Pretty high. And the whole difference is you put it out there. Yeah. And one thing I think we need to acknowledge, and I don't know if you've noticed the same thing, but the more yeses and wins and conversations I have, there's also more no's and feedback like, oh, I don't, you know, you're too repetitive or whatever that I get in addition to the good. Yeah. And I don't think you can have, especially if you want to be a coach who stands out, you can't be afraid to be polarizing and be, be you know, sharing your your stance on things. And some people are going to disagree. Like I talk about, um, you know, high ticket sales and all that stuff. And some people are like, well, money is not the answer. And I, I agree. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I want to help coaches keep their jobs so they can keep coaching so that they don't have to go get another job and put their Hello. passion project completely Hello. on hold. And so <laughs> right? I talk about money with purpose, like, hey, I want to make the world a better place by helping coaches keep coaching. <laughs> and usually if you got to work another job and you have a family and you have a, don't have a lot of time, you can't really work on your coaching. So um, I think like it, you just have to be okay with yeah. um, not pleasing everybody all the time. And it's hard to take sometimes, but you also have to look at the data, look at it as data. Like I can tell you the amount of pushback and I haven't even really, you know, I'm not a huge superstar or anything, but it's, it's very small. Like I could count on, oh, you know, I got two emails that said that or something. And yeah. so when I actually look at the, the, that you feel so much less like, okay, I was extremizing this yeah. <laughs> versus yeah. if you're just, um, you know, sometimes our mind likes to go to, oh, everybody hates me. Cause I got one comment. Right. Right. Nobody like me. We focus on the one no instead of the 40 yeses we just got, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I just want I have to a couple of points I'd like to share with you on that. I would love that. So nose, the, the word N-O is pronounced gold. Why? Because the N-O is covering up some gold. It's in a place where if you ask, why did you say no the right way? That person will be more than happy to let you have it and tell you what's wrong. Now, you're either going to find out that they're covering up something for themselves or they're exposing something that you should know about yourself. That's gold. So you're either in a place where you're giving an opportunity for them to let you know how you can turn that no into a yes or how you can change what you're doing so that you get a better response or opening rate. Those two things right there are gold in our business. And not only that, but you responding like that will let the person realize that, wait a second, this person knows what they're doing. That's gold. And there's a lot of reasons why the no is the most important. Yes, the yes will get us the client and the enrollment and the income. But that's like we said earlier in the show, that's not what it's all about. 
But one of the objections that I like to handle all the time is it's too expensive. What I like to get them to understand is, well, wait a second, I'm asking you for $10,000 for my program. I'm going to help you earn $100,000 a month. How is that too expensive? You're telling me that you won't put in a small percentage of what I'm going to help you to learn to do and earn. It's called ROI. And I like to call it ripple of impact, not return on investment. Because if you want to be authentic, if you want to build a business, you need to make a ripple of impact with the people that you serve. And when you serve those people and they say, wow, I worked with Haley and she turned my $5,000 a month business into a $50,000 a month business, that's huge. And not only that, but they're not going to stop at 50 grand. Once they know what they're doing and you've helped them get there, they're going to go to 100 grand. They're going to make it seven figures a year. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Why? Because it needs to happen in today's day and age. People don't seem to understand or aren't willing to admit that a job is a form of slavery while your business is a form of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of pushback when I say that because people will say, well, I'm a tradesman and I built your such and such. And I'm saying, thank you. You did a great job building it. But how many of those you got to build to make the million dollars I made last year? No mm-hmm. offense. People, there's people that have to, there's got to be people doing the work, but there's got to be, there's got to be more businesses. That's what builds wealth in the world is businesses. You won't see any wealth if you, I mean, Hey, those people that have a job, are they working for a business? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's well, a lot of nuances, a lot of nuances. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, you make a good point where it's more for me, like if you like your job and you like having a nine to five and you don't want to have an, a business, like kudos, rock on, you yep. can show value to your company. You can yep. grow in that role, etc. But thinking that a job is safer than having a business, that's where I'm, I disagree. Cause yep. I've been there, I worked in the startup world, uh, the entire team got let go and right. it wasn't safe. And I put my business on hold for that. Yep. So that's where I learned, cause I thought I was doing the safer thing. I thought I was being a good girl and doing my you know little duty and <laughs> whatever, right? And I was exactly. Exactly. But, and, I, and I was doing a good job and you know, they. We're like, oh yeah, you know, we might get a promotion. Woo woo. And then it's let go. (laughs) So it's like, oh, okay. So plot twist, right? So it's nothing is safe. I I mean, yes, there's degrees of safety or things that make you feel safer, but I I agree with you in that having a business, it's on it's your responsibility, which to me is a great privilege, is a great opportunity because um, you know, most people might that might freak them out to me i'm like oh that's amazing because then i i could decide what i put in and what happens and all that so um very good point and i love how you brought up the pricing objective and i also want to go back to your thing about no's i love asking why people say no to me (laughs) and i i at first i really avoided it because i didn't (laughs) hear what they had to say i was afraid right it's been incredible feedback. Like I've learned one person 
you know, she was looking for a very specific type of coach about faith and, and things that I just don't cover my program in depth or at all. Right. So it was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Wrong type of wrong, wrong niche. Right. Yep. So you just start to learn like, okay, this was it wrong niche, wrong message, wrong timing, wrong offer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's, you can take that and that there's value to that. Even though you don't get the client, there's value in the feedback. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now, where can everybody connect with you, Coach Dean? Well, my website is mypersonalreality.ca. And if you search Coach Dean anywhere online, you will find me. I am Coach Dean on Instagram. I am Coach Dean on Facebook. I am Coach Dean. Actually, I should say Coach Dean Brown on LinkedIn. So anywhere you go and want to go to look for me, I am easy to find just as it says in my la uh, label, Coach Dean Brown, and you will find me. Now, if you uh, want to email me, it's Coach Dean at mypersonalreality.ca. So it's all very straightforward. I've tried to keep my, my branding very streamlined, very consistent. Uh, and this is a lesson for anybody that is becoming coach. Don't spread yourself out with different messages. Keep your branding, your messaging very clear, concise, and compelling. Keep it super simple. Mm -hmm. And don't mix up your messaging. Be consistent. If you want to teach something different once you have the client enrolled or during the sales club, they're, they're asking for something that you do, but you just didn't advertise, provide it. But yeah. hold on to your authenticity. Hold on to that one line. And what will happen is you will get warmer clients that are more interested in enrolling with you. And to speak to your thing about the lady that was looking for something that you didn't offer, remember referrals. Yeah. You could have easily, or I don't know what you did on that circumstance, but it, it, when I do my business, I make sure that, oh, well, I actually know someone that can help you. Mm -hmm. Or do you, you know, what? tell me more about what it is that I couldn't provide because I might know someone that can help you. When you do that consistently, the person realizes that, wait a second, a law of attraction. I was in the right place at the right time to get to the next step. Mm -hmm. So don't always think that it's the end of the world with any, with any particular client or any particular prospect. There's always something next. Yeah. It's, it's not, a, it doesn't come to an end unless you stop. <laughs> right? yeah. So yeah. think of the next step. Always think of the next step for yourself, for your prospects, for your clients. What do they need next? What do I need to do next? What is next? Right. And I, yes. And I want to just elaborate that you said, you know, stick to your core message. Don't confuse. Don't have a million different niches and offers and all that. Because constraint, everybody thinks narrowing it down is going to close them off. Like it's mm -hmm. a direct correlation. But constraint opens so many doors. It is the answer because you're not going to be distracted anymore. You're going to follow through. You're going to stick to one thing. People are going to know you and recognize you for that. They're going to remember you for that. You're going to stand out in that niche. Like it to me, it is freedom. Yeah. So and same thing with not being somebody who takes 7000 courses and instead finds a comprehensive solution for your problem <laughs> and constraints to it, you know, right. like that is the message of the last two years for me. It was really like focus and constraint. Yeah. So thank you again, Coach Dean. Um, we will put all of this in the show notes and I appreciate you for coming on today. Awesome. And I'm so happy to be here with you, Haley. And thank you for being on my show previously. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Indeed. See, that's what it's all about. We work together. We build together. We grow together. That's right. Awesome. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.